TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Wendy's Way with your host, Wendy Stewart, Fortnite show featuring everyday people on their wellness journeys, living inspiring lives with courage and passion. Welcome everyone to this episode of Wendy's Way. I'm your host, Wendy Stewart, and thank you for tuning in. My guest today on the show is someone who is extremely near and dear to my heart, a sort of partner in crime, if you will, a kindred spirit. I've wanted to have her on here for a while, and we finally made it happen. I'm so grateful and happy that she's here today. Please welcome Jan Ratray to the show, and thank you, Jan, for being here. Woo! Pleasure, Wendy. <laughs> thank you, Jan. Jan has been my travel agent for many, many years now. Jan works at Hello World Travel in Wheelers Hill and is truly the best. Jan and I have planned some amazing adventures together for Duncan and I, and I'm affectionately known as her favorite friendly stalker. I even sign my emails friendly stalker and she knows exactly who, who it is. <laughs> I've asked Jan to be on my show today so we can talk travel and get her expert opinion. So welcome again to the show, Jan Ratray. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So, Jan, let's go back to why the travel industry. What made you want to come and work at Hello World and deal with all us crazies? Well, even when I was at school, I loved reading and learning about other countries and their cultures. Their school for me was many years ago, so it had always been on a wish list. Right. And I was at Rotary one night, and I was sitting next to a chap, and he stood up and announced that his son was leaving his travel business, and oh bother, he'd have to find someone new to replace him. And the girl sitting on my other side said, oh, you'd be really good at that. Keeping in mind, for 40 years, I had been doing bookkeeping, office work, and the world of accounting. Wow. So I decided, after talking at home and thinking about it for a few days, I decided I would ring him up and say, is it worthwhile me coming and having an interview with you? And he said, yes. So I went in on a Saturday afternoon and I walked out with a contract. Yes. And so at 60 years of age, I became a travel consultant at Hello World Wheelers Hill. I guess for me, I'm going to be lucky enough to be able to retire from a job I always wanted to do yes. and that I love and I'll have no regrets of a missed opportunity. Absolutely. And I think you are living proof that it's never too late to follow your dreams and go after what you want and go and, you know, have a big career change and be happy getting up and going to work for, you know, whatever days of the week you go to work, you part-time worker, you. Which is awesome. So, Jan, tell me, what are some of your favourite things about being, you know, in the travel industry and helping people plan adventures and, you know, working where you do? Um, I guess mostly it is my clients. I love my, all my clients and I love meeting new people too. A lot of clients refer me on to new people and I appreciate that and that's all new fun and I learn lots about different dis destinations. I love putting together a complicated itinerary. Yes. But I guess the best thing is the smiles and the kind words from clients when the holiday that they have planned and worked hard for is just right. Uh, it's a sense of satisfaction and the happiness of bringing pleasure to other people's lives and of being able, I guess, to fulfil their dreams. 
Absolutely. And I know you and I have planned many adventures together and, you know, we are truly grateful for the complicated nonsense we throw at you sometimes, but you handle it like a pro and you always make make it happen. I don't know how you do it, but you do. Thank you. It's fun. <laughs> so tell me about, for you, what are some of your favourite holidays? Like I know you have opportunities working in the field that you do, but, you know, for yourself, where's, like, what are your favourite places to go? Um. My places to go, no, wait, I'll, I'll start off with what sort of holidays do I yes, like. Please. And I'm going to contradict myself here. I love going on ocean cruises to relax and watch the world pass me by. Let somebody else look after me and take all the worry of any responsibilities away from yes. me. Usually I'm a really busy person. I'm always on the go. So this is a complete reversal yes. of my everyday life. Yes. But now they're contradictions. <laughs> I also love visiting new countries, I taking on new challenges and enjoying new experiences, meeting new people, um, learning about different cultures. Um, and I've enjoyed new experiences as I would have never considered taking part yeah. in. For example, I've been whitewater rafting, ziplining, tubing through caves, and not ever on my list of things I would do, but I wouldn't have missed them for the world. Yes, it's been yes. really good fun. Yes. So, yeah, I, yeah, as I said, cruising is a contradiction to going on, you know, sure. interesting places, different places. So, but both are enjoyable, both I love. Yeah, but the other thing is with cruising, when you call into a port, you can always go off and do something new. And, you know, it's usually a new place to explore every couple of days or a new country or something like that. And oh. you know, you yeah. always go off and do something adventurous, you know. Yeah, bring on New Zealand for me next year. Oh, early wow. next year. Now, are you yeah. are you cruising to New Zealand? I'm cruising all from Sydney via yes. Melbourne, Hobart, yes. over around the Milford Sound and all oh. the fjord area, up along the South Island, up to the North Island, Bay of Island, back to Auckland get off the cruise at Auckland, spend a week or so on North Island, and then fly home. Oh, how absolutely wonderful. Sounds fantastic, Miss Jan. So, yeah, so a mix of cruising, a mix of new destinations. It'll be great. Yeah. So at the moment is, like, what's the hot travel ticket at the moment? Sorry for the pun, but what's the hot ticket item? Where's everybody going? What's everybody doing? The biggest ones are Iceland, wow. Scandinavia, and Ireland. I so did not expect you to say that to me at all. Oh, Iceland's the new big one. It's relatively oh. explored. The other one would be probably Myanmar, which was Burma. Yes. Um, because they've just opened their borders, sure. they're allowing people in. They don't have, they haven't perfected the tourist industry. So what your experience is, experiencing is something that's a lot more natural. Um, so yeah, they're the big ones. Absolutely, absolutely. And Jan, you know, when say someone walks in to to see you and they sit down, like I usually go, where's a good place to go? <laughs> yes. And give you nothing. And you sit there and you go, well, what do you want to do? How do you draw out of, you know, a potential client what they want to do or where they would like to go? You've got to ask lots and lots mm. of questions. 
you've got to ask them, do they like certain countries or is there places that they don't like? Yes. You've got to ask them, what is their budget? Um, you've just got to sort of, you, then you offer suggestions of various yes. countries and you begin to narrow down what their likes and dislikes are. And then from there, you can start to build an itinerary. Look, I've put together many, many possible itineraries. The yes. clients will say, oh, that's really good, I like that part, or no, can we change this? And you start to work together. Sometimes I can't get exactly what they want because of budget restraints. Yes. Um, but usually we can work together and get a really good result and something that they come home delighted with. So, yeah, it works. Yes, and I can vouch for that, everybody. Trust me, Jan has done some absolutely <laughs> brilliant plans for Duncan and myself and we've had an amazing time. Um, Jan, so tell me, what when you go to pack for a trip, what are your – I'm talking overseas now. We'll come back to Australia in a second. But what are your essential must-have items that you pack when you're heading off an, on an adventure? And I know we're all guilty of overpacking, but would you have any – what are your must-haves? What tips can you give us as to, you know, not take everything in the kitchen sink with us? Exactly. First off, I take a camera. love taking photos. So must have a camera and consequently must have my charger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and a portable battery charger as well. Exactly. Now, the other things would be, obviously, passports, visas, money, your itinerary. You need to know where you're going and at what date and at what time. Yes. Toiletries, any medications, and most essential is a toothbrush. Absolutely. The poor people sitting next door to you on the plane, if you don't pack that toothbrush. Um, apart from that, pack layers. When you're yes. going, take, you know, something lightweight to wear, but then you can put a sweater or a cardigan on top of it, then a jacket. So packing layers, yep. don't yep. pack for every day something different. Make sure that you've got interchangeable clothes. Um, we all overpack. You are correct. Yes. I don't know how often I've come back and I've unpacked and thought I never wore that. Me too. I didn't wear that. Me too. Um, I didn't really need four pairs of shoes. <laughs> uh, so if you can, be logical with it. The new flat packs that you can buy are brilliant and um, the reject shop has them and all they do is squash everything down. You take the air out and they're terrific. Yes. The other thing is pack, if you get those, pack your shirts together, pack your Flax together, pack your top T-shirts together, pack your underwear together. Gee, it makes it easy when you get to the other end yes. for finding what you need. Yes. So, yeah, but, yeah, basically my essential is a camera and a charger. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, that's the first thing that goes in really, you know. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So, Jan, tell me, people often say to me, why do you use a travel agent? You know, and I know what I do, but I would just like your perspective on it and then I'll share mine. Because, yes, you can okay. book so much online. I get that. I understand that. But why use a travel agent? Um, essentially, we talk back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, with a tra travel agent, you're, you're purchasing a unique item because you're buying both a product and a service. We can select your airline, your cruise package, the resort that best matches your needs. And the service we provide will guarantee your holiday is seamless and it's stress-free. Absolutely. And we'll save you. Yeah, sorry, Wendy. No, no, go, go. Sorry, my, my mistake. Please keep going. Sorry. Um, we'll save you time and money by doing the research 
And because we're experts in our product, we'll ensure that where you go and what your experience is perfect. Um, we have your back. If things go wrong, we know who to call straight away and fix the problems on the spot. No waiting online for ages. We're always there for our clients. Absolutely. And I can say, you know, first-hand experience, there's been a couple of times I've had to change our plans, you know, due to family, medical reasons and, other, you know, other things happening. And without you, I don't think I would have had any hope of, you know, postponing the travel or changing the travel because if you book online, there's really, you know, sometimes there's no recourse because you book non-refundable or whatever. But I know I've called and gone, this is what's happened. And you guys have just fixed it. Yes, it's taking Correct. a bit of to and fro and, you know, you understand there's things that have to happen, but you just fix it and the peace of mind is why I keep coming back. Good. I like to hear that. Yes, Thank absolutely. You. <laughs> Plus, you know, we get to have a chat and, you know, terrorise exactly. ter- terrorize everyone in the agency. So, you know, that's always a plus. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jane, what are some of your, I don't know, have you got some stories of possibly when things haven't gone to plan and how did you cope and what did you do? Um, yeah, I've had a few of those. Um, one of them probably was last year, a couple, and they were going with a group. Yes. The lady flew and her husband flew out and she arrived in Portugal ready for a couple of back-to-back tours. Got a phone call from home. Her mum had passed away. Her mum was 96. She'd always known it could happen. Um, but what did she do? Um, she had travel insurance, so she ran the insurance company. They rang us. The tour company stepped in and they contacted us. So we rang the hotel. We rang the tour country the company. They were both in Australia and London. Yes. And the time difference, of course, made it interesting. Yes. Because we could ring at 8 o'clock in the morning and they were closed. It was 8 o'clock at night. So oh, there was a lot of yes. after hours work. We contacted, kept in constant contact with the client. And the tour director was amazing. Gave us his personal phone number. He was standing, putting his people on the coach as he was waving goodbye to this lady and her husband stuck in Portugal. Yes. And we had her home within, well, she was back in Sydney, but within 48 hours and back in her home yes. um, the next morning. It just, you've got to get on the phone, you've got to react. That's why we're here. Yes. We had another couple that missed their cruise ship. She, yeah, this is the story of why you book with a travel agent. Oh, she booked the cruise with me. Um, and then she said, oh, give me the flight details. What, you know, can you do the flights? And I said, yes. And I said, now you need to get in the night before. Yes. And anyway, and, and because you've got to get the cruise the next morning at 1 p.m. or something. Right. And anyway, she came back and she said, oh, no, 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 I could get the flights cheaper online. I said, okay, that's fair enough. So I gave her all the cruise documents. The next thing we get is a message from the cruise line to say, your passengers haven't embarked. Oh, my. Um, so do you ring the emergency contact we've got and make them panic? What's happened to the family? Yes. Anyway, because we had no flight details, couldn't do a thing, kept in touch with the cruise line. Yes. And what that couple did, they missed their cruise. The flights ran late. Oh, um, yes, who was the one that said go the night before? And she's come yes. back in and said, Jane, you were right. I should have done it. I'm sorry I didn't listen. Yes. Um, anyway, we she made it to the next port. She had the itinerary. She got to the next port the following day 
and they were able, allowed to board them. We'd organised customs to get them on yes. uh, with the cruise company and they were able to board on the next day. Well, I think they're very, very lucky that you had their, you had, you know, they had you having their back. Otherwise, I don't know how they would have, you know, fixed that. No, no, but it was just a concession to the, oops, yes, you were right. Um, maybe the online wasn't quite a good yeah, idea. We should have stuck with you. Absolutely. But the latest, the latest problem would have been Monday. I got a phone call from one of my suppliers in the UK. Yes. I had a couple that were arriving from being up over in Scandinavia, mm. and they were, I'd said to them, you're coming in late, stay the night at Manchester Airport, pick up your hire car the next day and go to your 14 days B&B in the Cotswolds, mm. which they did. Oh, the supplier rings up and says, oh, the cottage they're staying in is now unavailable. We've had to move them. How can we get in touch oh with them? Oh, my goodness. The clients do not have email. Do not have mobile phone. Oh, gosh. Okay. Ring the hotel. I know the hotel they're staying at. I've got their contact number and address. Yes. So the supplier emailed and phoned the hotel in Manchester, and the hotel gave them the new details of where they're staying. Oh, my goodness. And see, with that. But we followed up to make sure, you know, I followed up with an email and everything to the hotel to make sure that the clients did know and that they weren't going to be arriving at a place that was either demolished or having its plumbing fixed or something and not knowing what to do. So, um, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, we cope. Of we course. cope. You do. Exactly, exactly. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's okay. <laughs> I think yep. you, and, you and I talk too much. <laughs> we do. It's not a problem. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. So, Jan, what would you, what do you do, you know, to take care of your health and well-being? Because I know you go on many adventures through your job and personally as well. What do you do to, you know, cope with jet lag and your health and, you know, to keep yourself in tip-top shape while you're on all your adventures? Um, I think I'm lucky. I sleep on planes. Wow. This is a big asset for me. But at the same time, um, I... Do uh, I find meditation and relaxing breathing helps with getting me off to sleep? Um, and I have no hesitation in saying to a client if they've travelled before and they really don't sleep well, go and talk to your local doctor. Um, there's some easy solutions, easy light medications for you to take that will help you sleep on a flight and it won't have you at the other end feeling drowsy and terrible. Um, you want to travel, you've got to be able to relax and sleep on the way because if you get to a destination 14 hours after you've left Australia and you're still awake, it makes the start of a holiday terrible. Um, I also make sure I do not put pressure on myself with, you know, tight time frames. I always leave a couple of hours at airports between flights. There's no use thinking, oh, I've got 50 minutes and I've got to get from Terminal 1 to Terminal 2 and I've got to change planes. It doesn't work. Um, I try not to rush my trip so that I don't arrive home exhausted. If you're going on a tour, make sure you've got one that stays at several places for at least two nights during the tour. There's nothing worse than arriving on a, on a coach, rushing for dinner, having a sleep, got to have your cases out the front door at 6.30am, have breakfast, back on the coach. It's not a restful holiday. Also, if you do suffer jet lag, Stop overnight somewhere on the way home, be it Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Hong Kong, Singapore, um, 
anywhere. Just stop and have that break so that you can get back into our time frame earlier than when you arrive back and have to suddenly jump up in the next morning and go to work or go out to an appointment. Absolutely brilliant. And I know Duncan and I have stopped over, you know, many times on our adventures back to Australia and it has been a game changer and made such a difference so that when we come back, you know, you arrive and you're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, it's logical, but sometimes people think, I just want to get home. It's not worth it. No, it isn't. Because when you get home, you're tired and it takes days. If you suffer from jet lag, it can take up to a week to recover before you're back to the regular sleep pattern, your regular lifestyle, so not worth it. Take that extra night and stop over. I agree. And the other thing that I love and you and I have, you know, you've taught me is to try and fly into Melbourne, you know, in the evening, early evening, or so that you can come home, have a shower, have something to eat, go straight to bed and you're ready to go the next morning and you've adjusted much better to the time difference when you've flown back into Australia. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same as if people are flying to Europe. I try to get them there in the afternoon, perhaps mid-afternoon, time for them to get from the airport to their hotel to unpack to go and have dinner and get into their time frame straight away get into sleeping at their time it's horrible to arrive in say to london six o'clock in the morning oh you're in trouble (laughs) yes i learned that one the hard way that was before you were in my life (laughs) (laughs) i think it took us four days nearly and you know you've wasted four days of your holiday trying to cope staying awake which just yeah I would not I would not recommend that to anybody. Absolutely. No. And no. Jan, coming back to Australia, your favourite places to go within our beautiful country. Okay. Um, during the last twelve months, I've been really lucky. I've spent two weeks on the southwest coast of Western Australia, just slowly driving around and exploring. A beautiful country. I've been from Melbourne, Mildura, Cooper, Peavy, Uluru, uh, driving holiday up, flying home. Um, South Australia, I've just come back last weekend, weekend before, for 12 days exploring around in South Australia. And I've been up to northern Queensland recently as well, back in January. We live in an amazing country. It's a contrast everywhere you go. And we're really lucky, and we sometimes forget what we have at our own back door. Um, Central Australia is just stunning. Um, but each little corner, each pocket of Australia is amazing. You've been to Darwin. Yes. I haven't yet. Um, I, you've been to Alice Springs. I haven't as yes. yet. Um, and you know yourself, we're just so lucky and special, and we forget that we've got a lot to offer. Agreed, absolutely. I think Central Australia has been one of my favourite trips all time that I've ever been on and it is such such beautiful country, such soulful country that it has left an impression on me that, you know, I just can't wait to get back there one day and be, you know, be in Uluru and go and go out to the Olga. Sorry, I don't know how to say the other proper name for it, but, you know, and I don't want to embarrass myself. That one, yeah, that, that. Yeah, I don't want to embarrass myself and, you know, do disservice to that beautiful place, but absolutely. But even in Victoria, I just think we're so lucky, you know, a couple of hours drive away, you're in, you know, the Grampians or you're in beautiful Wilson's Prom or anywhere, you know, I think we're just so blessed, honestly. You've hit the nail on the head. I was born around Wilson's Promontory area and I don't 
I don't see it through other people's eyes when yes. we had a guest or we'd have an exchange student, you'd yes. take them for a drive or do something. It is just delightful down there. It's lovely country. As I was saying, coming back from South Australia, we went along the Great Ocean Road. Oh, yes. Uh, and the Bay of Islands, you know, everyone sees the now broken London Bridge and what's left of the Twelve Apostles. There's a place, Bay of Islands, just just a little bit further west, and it's spectacular. And I had no idea until we called in there. It's just, yeah, we're so lucky. I mean, you, I take off and take a trip up to Bendigo, Ballarat, Castlemaine. Yes. Lovely towns, lovely areas. So, yeah, up to Mildura, go up to Mungo Park. Um, and go into the areas up there. Echuca's beautiful. Bright. Okay, that's All a place to visit at yes. the moment. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I go down to the Gippsland um, Lakes. We've got the lot. We have, in our we have. State, in our country. You yep. can put, you can plan any adventure you want for me as long as it does not involve camping or glamping <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. I'm in. <laughs> I'm not sending you to Kenya then. No, okay. best not. You can send Duncan, but I'm not going. <laughs> I always say when the Hyatt opens a campsite with room service, I'll go then, but even then I'll think about it. <laughs> no, look, look, you just go and enjoy your, your little nice place. I will, I will. BG's on the list. Yes, too, yes, it is. enjoy that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Jan, thank you so much for being on my show today. It's been a real privilege to have you and to share all your stories with me. It's truly inspiring. All the links to the Hello World Travel um, website and social media will be in the show notes and on my Wendy's Way social media too when this episode goes live. I encourage you to check it out and wherever you are, go and consider going into your local travel agent and talking with them because I think you will find they have such expert knowledge and can really plan some amazing adventures with you. Thank you to all of you for listening to this episode of Wendy's Way. If you liked it, I would love you to subscribe to my show on iTunes. Please give it a rating. Feel free to share this episode with your family and friends. For all things Wendy's Way, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram and on my website, www.wendysway.com.au. Thank you, Jan, again for being here. It's been absolutely awesome. Nice talking to you again, Wendy. I hope to see you very soon. You will. You will. So I hope you all have a happy, safe and blessed day. Remember, it takes a village. Be kind to yourselves and bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.